I am so excited to get into March's first episode of the month. It has been a hot minute. Um, I've just been a little bit busier with work lately. Um, so I'm excited to get back into it. Um, today's episode, I am going to be diving a little bit deeper into this topic. It's actually one I've been wanting to get into desirability politics. So I'll explain what it is, but let's get into it. So essentially desirability politics is talking about, you know, how intersectionality is like race, your gender can really influence like how people view you as attractive. And, you know, that in, in itself can be inherently like sociopolitical. And it, it reveals a lot about, you know, oppression and um, you know, just just some of the things that we might not view as inequalities, but that they can definitely show up in dating. And so knowing me, I I was a social major in college, so this is the stuff that I love talking about. I also did some research because I like to pr- pull in, you know, some outside sources um, on these topics. Um, that's that's a plug too for future guests. If y'all are listening and want to join, like, please DM me. Like, please hit me up. I am more than open to it. But all that said, I did some research on this topic found this really phenomenal article from Refinery29 Now where the writer, Sarah, she talks about, you know, after going through a breakup, how she reclaims her desirability as a Black woman. And um, I love how she outlines desirability politics where she says, and, and I quote, It may seem like a stretch to associate desirability with politics because desire and preference are, quote unquote, just what we like. However, this is precisely the intention of desirability politics. Author Hari Zayad writes in an article for Everyday Feminism that all oppression relies heavily on our belief that power discrepancies are just the natural way of things. And I end that quote from Hari Ziad. But this is all still within that article from Sarah. Then, So Sarah makes such a great point here, you know, quoting Hari, that oppression can seem like such a natural thing when it really isn't. And I think it's important to bring this up because I talk a lot about dating. But the purpose of my podcast, too, is, like, not just to talk about these, like, fun personal topics, but you know, provide a voice where I just felt like personally, it just wasn't being represented as much in some of the like mainstream podcasts that I listened to. And I know that there's, you know, obviously like other podcasters out there doing this, but I think that the more we can bring our voices into the center, like, and not necessarily to the center, but, you know, bring them forward and, and share out our stories, like, the more we can be in community with each other. And so, you know, this resonates a lot because this is something like subconsciously dating as a woman of color, like I have on my mind because, you know, until I would say even dating up until now, I had, I had, I mean, attended and been in environments that 
are primarily, you know, white. And I didn't really, you know, from my high school all the way up until college, even in the workforce too, like I don't really have the privilege of like seeing people that look like me. And, you know, at times that has been honestly very isolating but also, like, I think when it comes to dating, it adds this whole other layer of, like, how how can I view myself as attractive when I don't feel like I see myself reflected in the areas of life that I spend so much time in? And, um, you know, I think now I'm at a healthier place with my identity and... But I also think, you know, this, it still makes things incredibly complex. And that's the part I'm trying to figure out. Like, I am a biracial woman of color. And I, I don't necessarily feel like I, I think some people think to simplify this, like, you know, dating process, like, maybe dating somebody of your same race or background helps. But like, I think for me, being somebody who's grown up with two cultures, like, I don't necessarily always see that being, like, the answer. I feel like, for me, I've personally grown up because I've had such these different experiences and, like, have been in such different environments. Like, I've grown to value diversity a lot and, like, having friends from different backgrounds, racial backgrounds, gender backgrounds, like, class backgrounds. So, like, I feel that, for me, it's just so important to have like that also reflected in like the person I'm dating because naturally like I'm such an adventurous person like I I would want someone too who's like seeking out that adventure and I think part of keeping maintaining that adventure is like dating someone in a different field but I'm kind of digressing but the point is like you know I have struggled with sometimes honestly feeling attractive in the dating process just because I think it can be so easy to get overlooked and passed over when you're just not an archetype. And I think that I don't have all the answers on how we can, you know, I think the underlying intention of this dialogue is so we can make these topics more equitable. But, you know, I I understand too, like, this is just a hard... I think it starts by talking about it, but I also think, you know, for the people that aren't even, like, reaching my podcast yet, like, where do you even start, right? And I think it starts in a couple things, like, I think you internally, like, if you are a woman of color and you notice these things, it's, like, I think learning to cultivate spaces for yourself, whether that be, like, just having more, you know, self-care and, like, really staying attuned to what you need in the dating process is so important. It's hard because sometimes you can't control, like, you know, if if you're on a dating app and you have, like, a microaggression happen or, you know, you're dating and, like, someone makes a comment where you're like, "Mm, I don't, I didn't like that. You know, I, I felt like that wasn't that considerate of what I think, what I believe, right? And so I, I, it can be hard, but I think, you know, having that space for yourself and cultivating that for you 
is just so important. And, um, you know, for me, what that looks like is like now I really have been circling back to my very first episode. I've really stayed on top of working out, which like, yes to that because I I have my, my app. I use the um app from Melissa Alcantara. Shout out Melissa Alcantara because I love love her app. Like um I've used it at different points in my life when I wanted to be a strength girly. But um like I am on my official 13 week streak. I'm just so proud of that because I really have been cultivating that space for myself to um you know prioritize my health and fitness and so for me that's a way to really like honor and cherish myself I also have decided as of recently I think going on first dates I'm gonna try just a whole month of like this month of March to be fully sober like I I want to just you know be sober at this point I think like I've had my fun I I can still love a good cocktail but I think like when it comes to dating um I want to just be sober. I think like, you know, being sober in a dating setting can go a long way. And I like wasn't really open to the idea. Like if you probably asked me like when I was first out of college, but like now um, I've been giving more thought to it. And I think, you know, I want to be more in tune. So like doing like things like that to preserve like, you know, your... And this isn't, like, a moral argument because, like, like have a drink if you want one, right? But it's more like, you know, what are ways that you can kind of, like, preserve and honor yourself in that dating process um, as it relates to, you know, being feeling attractive? I think, too, like, with attractiveness, it's tough because we can't control, like, who thinks we're attractive. But I think, you know, we can – obviously, attraction is, like – based on like how similar you feel like somebody is to you or maybe like compliments that and what you're looking for um and so for me like I've learned to really just like get a little bit more specific on my criteria and like do that but I do think you know um so like on an individual level it's helpful to have that relationship I think with others like it's just so important right to like Like, find people that, you know, they can have deep talks like this. Like, they can be competent and, like, talk about things like desirability, politics. And that that should be the person that you're dating, too, not just your friends. Like, the, these shouldn't be silos. It's 2023. Like, you know. Um, and so, I think, you know, as, as hard as it is, too, like, we live in a world where especially as women, like, we don't always have the control over everything. Like, it's just so important, right, to, to ground yourself where you can and, and find that community. So, um, I think, you know, acknowledge that we do have these effects, but also acknowledge that, like, you can still find, as hard as it is, find that sense of agency um, and push back against you know, those self-doubts that these external things that are, you know, made to make women, especially women of color, like, 
um, you know, women who are on the spectrum, like, just not feel as if, you know, they're always externally validated. And so, um, yeah, those are my thoughts on reclaiming your, you know, sense of desirability in this game. I love Sarah's article too. If you can give it a read, like do it. I'll, I'll link it too in my, my link tree for this month. So you can check it out. But, um, I would love to, as always turn it back to y'all is desirability, something that you've given a lot of thought to in the dating process. If so, how have you seen it manifest? How, how have been your experiences around feeling desirable, maybe not feeling desirable by a partner? And, you know, what are ways that you're currently working to, you know, push against those feelings of self-doubt as they arise when it comes to this topic? So thanks for listening, y'all, and stay tuned for next week's episode.